Hi, thanks for joining us today. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of The Hollywood Parents Guide. And today my guest on this podcast is Jennifer Markowitz-Jones, who runs the website Raising a Child Actor. Jennifer's daughter, Chloe Beth Jones, is just starting her career, and they're approaching it successfully from outside of Los Angeles. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Bonnie. I'm so glad to be here today, and hello to everybody out there. So, Jennifer, a lot of parents are worried about getting an agent for their kid before the child even started taking acting classes. What are your thoughts on when it might actually be time to begin asking that question? Well, I'm glad that you've asked that question because um, I think that is a um, common question that um, I get asked. And um, a lot of parents, when they're starting out, they actually think um, right away that it's the right time to get their child an agent. And um, there are a lot of things that you want to do actually before before you ever even consider getting your child an agent. Um, and um, those things are, first of all, if you haven't already done this, you should definitely get your child into acting classes, professional acting classes. Um, and I know we're going to be talking about that today a little bit more about um, mm -hmm. ways to make sure they're in <laughs> good professional acting classes, which differs from, um, um, you know, acting classes that may not be professional. Um, so that's the first step. And um, the reason that you want to do that is because some people will discover then after their child starts training and, and is in classes that they may, their child may not even want to do this. Um, mm -hmm. So I would say the first step is just to get your feet wet, get your child into some professional classes and see if they're enjoying themselves. So that would be the first step. Um, and then um, as far as knowing when, uh, when if they're if they're if they're happy in their classes and they're you know in class for several months or six months or a year, and um, you're thinking about is this the time they should have an agent? I feel the person you should approach at that point is their coach, their acting coach, or their acting teachers, um, because those people um, usually are trained professionals themselves. A lot of times they're actors themselves, and they will have a very good feel. Um, whether or not they think you're ready to go in front of an agent. Um, and uh, without getting too much into it, I just want to say agents do expect that when you, when you have your child go in front of an agent, there's an expectation that your child is, is a professional actor already, that they are at a certain level um, to be able to walk into an audition with confidence, with, with knowledge, and with training. Um, so that um, you're representing your agent well. And so um, definitely, definitely consult with your, your coaches and your teachers and if you're at, a, at an academy um, to ask them if they think you're ready to be in front of agents. That makes a lot of sense because on the one hand, you know, all of the youth agents that I know emphasize that they're really, really in the development business, that they understand you know, that kids mm -hmm. aren't born professionals and that it takes time to right. get to that place. And they know that a lot of what they do is, you know, about being patient and like helping them get to that place. But on the other hand, frankly, you know, if your kid's starting to audition for real gigs, they're up against professional kids. They're up against kids with, you know, a lot of experience who know what they're doing. So that is the water they're swimming in. So they should be ready for it. The other thought I have about that is if you do, if you start trying to get an agent before you're ready, Maybe you get one, but maybe you get one that 
isn't the agent that you could get for your kid if you just were a little more patient and let them get mm-hmm. to a little bit of a higher level, you know? Yeah. And then, then you're stuck with an agent who, you know, maybe isn't the best agent around just because they said yes. Um, That's a so really, I, I really good point. Lot, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for, you know, being patient, taking your time, getting to that place, and making sure that your kid's really ready. Um, and that does lead us into the conversation of training. I know that both you and I are really big advocates of training. Um, but there's a ton of different ways to learn, you know, the art and craft of acting. And people, all kids learn differently. People learn different ways. Um, why do you think that training is important? And, and what do you recommend to parents, you know, how do you recommend that they find good professional training for their kids and avoid the scams? Because the scams are really out there. <laughs> I mean, I will admit that I've, personally heard scams on the radio and let's just start why don't we just start there for everybody listening out there today um those radio ads that you hear and they're in every city they're all across the country that say i that say we promise we're making your child a disney star if you don't know already those those are scams and um that's a big red flag not only them but if anybody ever tells you i am going to make your child a disney star they cannot make that promise run away (laughs) (laughs) and there's a lot of people that buy into it there's just i mean they do well i guess with it and i would like to try and stop that you know that misinformation and help parents that's not the route that you want to take (laughs) so yeah, um, no, I can, I can, I, as the mother of a Disney star, I can tell you it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> from first, yeah, from your experience, it does not work that way, right? <laughs> right, I can, I can. It takes it. a lot more than that. It takes a lot more than that. So um, don't pay thousands of dollars if someone says that your child will be a Disney star by then. Um, nor Nick or any other channel, same kind of thing. Um, if they, if also another scam that's out there is if an agent or manager asks for, asks for money up front, um, Mm -hmm. just as an agent or as a manager, you should run. That's not a good sign either. No agents or managers should take a dime until your child works a job. That's exactly Um, right. They only take a percentage of their income after they book a job. That's it. That's how they make their money. Exactly. Exactly. And. So they have to get to know your child. They have to believe in your child. They are working. They are part of your team at that point. And they believe in your child so much that they're literally only going to take that 10% or 15% if your child is actually booked the job. And that's the way it should be. Um, so in terms of training, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you recommend that parents find decent training for their kids. I mean, these, these kids, they're not, not just yeah. in the major cities. I mean, sometimes they're in small towns. You may not have, like, truly professional acting schools available. Yeah, I know. I, I actually went through this myself. Um, so my daughter, mm-hmm. Chloe, she's been acting for two years now. And um, I, about two years ago, she's been singing since age five. And her singing um, coach had said, you know, she really seems to have this acting side. Do you think she'd enjoy it? And I thought, let's try some classes. So I was in that stack boat of where do I go? So what I personally did is I started on the internet and I did some research um, uh, of various schools. Um, I happened to be in Las Vegas. 
and I just kind of pulled up everything I could um, regarding acting training for kids, and I started doing my research. Um, and by research, I mean I looked at their websites, and I looked at what they offer. I made phone calls to all of them, to, to the ones that I thought would match to what she wants to, you know, just what she wanted to do. Um, set up meetings, set up meetings to go meet with them because each school or each kind of thing has a different feel to it. Um, and and then, um, even in fact, um, you know, without naming names, we did try one particular school, a couple classes and to tell you the truth in my gut, it didn't feel right. Um, so we even went as far as trying one or two and, in this particular instance, um, the main the main guy, the main coach of the the her age at that time classes, to me was too um, what the word I'm looking for, but he was just too not mean, but just I mean would would yell like a lot and just was just too over the top for her, and she just almost was a little frightened. I noticed, um, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the style that I, I think was going to work for her at that time. Um, so then we tried another school, and we've been there since. So you, there's a little bit of of that. You also definitely want to talk to people. If you know have any friends or um, anybody you know that's already in the acting world, anyone that's doing it, of course, talk to them. And the last thing I wanted to say about it um, is that there are schools that employ coaches and teachers that have not acted themselves or don't have experience I don't know have you heard about this or come up across that too well like they you know I think train them yeah <laughs> uh anyways so that's the best coaches and act and acting teachers are either actors themselves or they've been acting or they acted for a very long time and they have that that firsthand knowledge of what it's like to be in an audition, to be on set, and so forth. Yeah, I think that's all really good advice. You know, I, I'm remembering back to when we first hit LA, and I was doing exactly that. I was looking for, you know, an acting school for my kid, and the website thing is really tricky because, you know, some people have really, you know, funky, not very professional looking yeah. websites, but maybe they're just fantastic acting coaches, and they just don't believe it's important to spend the money on making a gorgeous site. And then on the other hand, you've got these these websites that are so slick, they're just dazzling. And and you can get the impression that maybe what's behind them is something um, similarly fantastic. And that is not always necessarily the case either. You know, and I think also yeah. I think that it's really important to to try, you know, one or two classes first with your kid. To make sure that it's a good fit before you commit, we we actually made the mistake of getting very dazzled by a big, rather well-known school year, and mm-hmm. um, and they had a deal where if you signed up for a whole year, you know, it was a fantastic, you know, price cut versus say doing it monthly or quarterly or whatever. And I'm like, wow, okay, let's go. And and of course, you know, literally yeah. within weeks, her schedule changed and we couldn't make good on it. We were just out of luck. And you know, I think you really it pays to take your time. It pays to go slowly. You know, you're, you're you're right with that too. Um, to tell you the truth, the first school we went to, we were able to try a few classes, and then the one we're at now, we actually just went right into it. But that was after a couple meetings with them, and just the feel of it felt really right, just from talking to them, just sitting down and just having an hour, hour and a half conversation. They made us feel so at home, and they made Chloe feel at home. 
So, because it's huge. Uh, I mean, you, you want your kid to be excited about going there. Absolutely. In fact, you want to check that too. It's about every month or every other month or so. You kind of want to check in with your child and see where they're at. Are they having fun in their classes? And, you know, practically actually every time she gets out of class, I ask her how was class and I ask her to kind of tell me one thing they did and was it fun? That's just kind mm-hmm. of a natural question that. that I ask. So I love that about um, your whole, your, your blog and your website and your, your Twitter, everything you do is very aimed in that direction, checking in with the kid and making sure that they're happy doing what they're doing. Thank you. I mean, I, you know, I think that it's so important to give these kids balance and happiness and while they're, you know, they're doing what they want to do, but it's, it's that fine line between, um, are they really happy? And I, that's, that's a question I, I know we might come to later, but how do you kind of know that is, is a big question that we'll probably address in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of like just starting out, you know, it, it, it can feel incredibly daunting. You know, you and your kid probably have an idea of where you hope to have their career go, but, you know, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't go straight there. <laughs> And, you know, there's a lot of people who, who don't define success in terms other than like, oh, I'm on the red carpet and I'm the star of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. and it's very black and white. Uh, it makes it really difficult to appreciate the small victories that are, are frankly part of the stepping stones to getting to that place. How do you guys define success in acting and, and what do you think that looks and feels like? So um, I've, I've actually thought about this a lot, this topic, and there is a blog post on my blog for this if anybody wants to check it out. Um, so basically my definition of success is breaking through a challenge, a, essentially a breakthrough. And mm-hmm. I think that if young actors or actually any age actors set themselves up to say, when I hit the red carpet or when I'm on the X Disney show, that is success to me. I kind of feel like they're setting themselves up to fail. Um, mm-hmm. And the amount of pressure to have on yourself, too, um, that that's the only thing you're trying to essentially achieve, um, and you'll only feel happy. It's almost like you'll only feel happy when you get to that, that one thing. Um, you'll probably end up burning, burning them out or burning yourself yeah. out if, if you're talking about you as an actor. Um, and actually, I think it's one of the number one things, um, feeling like you failed, that stops actors in their tracks or stops kids in their tracks. And by changing the definition of success and the way you look at success, um, I think that I, I, I'm 99% certain you're going to see more longevity in your child's acting career. It's going to be a longer career, maybe even going to adulthood. Because they've able to see, uh, they're able to see the the successes along the path because it's a journey. Um, I love and that. so, you know, I did, I was curious if you, you know, did you do that as well with Dove? I mean, I, I, when you were sort of along that path with her, and you know, she's obviously had a lot of achievements along the way. But did you guys celebrate along the way? That's one of my big things: is you should celebrate and applaud as you go. Oh, absolutely. Every single, <laughs> every single thing yeah. that could be construed as a victory, we were all over that. I mean, listen, if you, if you pay attention, there's a lot of victories, you know. I mean, just 
you know, getting a meeting with an agent mm-hmm. is a victory. You know, if you yeah. get signed, that's the victory. Um, getting sent out on an audition at all in this town, because there's so <laughs> many kids, you know, yeah. vying for, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, not always that many roles. Getting sent out is a victory. Getting a callback is a victory. I mean, it goes on and on. And and, and even like, you know, if, if your agent or manager has the kind of relationship with the casting director where they could follow up an audition with a phone call, and they don't all have that kind of relationship, but if they do, and you hear back and you got really good feedback, like, you know, they love the way you did this, even if you don't get the role. I mean, all of that stuff, it can feed you, you know, it can, it can feed your soul and, and keep you feeling like you're going in the right direction. I love feed the soul. I love feed the soul. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. It's really important. I want to point out that it's extremely important for the younger kids. Um and when I say younger kids, let's just, I mean, I know that babies start acting too, but let's just mm-hmm. for a moment take maybe three or four-year-olds to your 10-year-old group or 12-year-old, you know, those kids, um, they need to know what they're doing well. They need to, and let me explain that a little bit because I, I'm in a lot of classes and around a lot of parents that have, have young actors and I'm in a lot of workshops with them. Um, it, let's say, for example, a kid is having trouble keeping their eyes on the casting director. They're supposed to be looking, oh, the reader, essentially. They're supposed to have their eyes on the, on the reader in an audition room. And they've been struggling with that at workshops. And, you know, their eyes are cutting left and right. And that is actually one of the biggest things that younger kids have a problem focusing. And that's, that's a common mm-hmm. issue. The day that they're able to literally, let's say it's a minute of sides or copy, 30 seconds of copy, the day that they're able to keep their eyes on where they're supposed to keep their eyes, I, I, to me, I define that as huge success. Totally. And I mean, honestly, anytime you are learning something, and you can learn something, every audition is an opportunity to learn something. It's huge. You're going forward. Going forward. That's it. And then the parent, as a parent, it's nice to take a moment and say, how did you feel about that? And I really, I saw you do that. And, you know, I honor you for doing that or great job with that. I I noticed it today. They want to be noticed. They want to be, you know, they want to be heard and they want to be, um, they, I'm going to go back to what you said. They want their, they need their soul fed. So, um, it has to be done along the journey. If you don't do it along the journey and you keep, I've actually heard these parents that are like, once you get on the Disney channel or, or they're, they constantly are talking to their kids about that huge thing. I'm not saying don't have a dream board and don't do a vision board and don't talk about your goals a lot. I'm saying along the way, you have to still um, boost them up and applaud their successes, the, the smaller successes along the way. So. Yeah, well, I mean, the journey had better be a good one because the journey turns out to be your life, you know. <laughs> and it, you may or may not ever end up, you know, wherever it is that you're aiming because, like, not all of that's in your control. But what is in your control is what your days look like, and that's what ultimately makes your life. And, you know, when you're a parent, you are pretty responsible for that for your kid. Um, that actually takes us straight to the conversation of burnout, you know. And, and frankly, burnout is an issue for actors of any age, but I – I think it's especially an issue for child actors because they're kids still and they can feel like they're working so hard for that dream, Mm -hmm. even if it's their own dream authentically and they're not being pushed in any way. They can still feel like they're not like really being kids 
um, which is, I think, a very real danger. What are what are some of the things that you guys do to keep your child from burning out? Yeah, um, this question is, I'd say, probably the, in the top three um, questions that I personally get, um, and yeah. it's a very common question. Um, a lot of times the question comes in the form of, um, I'm, I'm afraid or I'm fearful that I'm pushing my child too hard, or um, how do I know if my child's going to be unhappy, um, those kinds of things essentially come back to the same thing, which is a parent is fearing that their child might burn out. So um, the first thing that I tell them is, what are you doing outside of asking? Um, is their entire life just about asking? And sometimes when they look at it, they realize that it is. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that, that's, that for some people, like myself, if my daughter's only going out once a week for an audition, it makes it a little bit easier to have other extracurricular things that she loves to do, like karate and roller skating and swimming and just hanging with her friends. So there is plenty of time for that. And I also have friends that are on set every other week, and they're trying to figure out how to get in that extra life outside of acting. And but they they make sure that on those those off times that they're doing a lot of fun um, extracurricular activities with their kid, mm -hmm. you know. And things that their kid enjoy outside of acting. I think that's a very big part of it. Um, the other one, too, that I write about on the blog and, um, is, and I did this yesterday, actually, when I was in L.A. with Chloe for an audition yesterday. Um, at, right after the audition, I like to do um, adventures. And you don't have to do this every single time, um, depending on what time of day it is. And sometimes we've actually done it before an audition, too. But depending on where we're at for an audition, we'll take a walk or we'll go, if there's somewhere near there, we'll go explore that area. And so it becomes not only about, you know, the audition, um, it becomes about, in her mind, on the way later on, she's still talking about, for example, we went to the beach yesterday and put our feet in the water and watched the sunset for an hour. Um, so I always, almost always, actually, after, before or after every audition, we try to come up with a, like, a small adventure together. I love that. Um, I love that because it sort of broadens the experience and, and takes the profound pressure off of the one event, you know. It's like that event, the audition or whatever, is just like part of your day then. Exactly. And then they're not sitting there dwelling for hours and hours and hours because kids, um, and I know it's a little bit different in the, in the teen years, which we can address in, in, in a moment, but the younger kids, they're, they're, if, you, if you give them something else that they're going to enjoy, especially that they can be curious about and open their mind about, they're going to be able to kind of move on from just thinking about the audition they just had, which is a very good thing. I think that's really important, and, and it is no less important for the older kids. I mean, you know, does 19 now, and and now she's pretty much in charge of her own schedule. You know, she's a young adult, mm -hmm. but it makes all the difference in the world for her to be able to spend, you know, an evening with her friends, like playing video games or eating pizza or going out for a movie. And, you know, everybody, everybody um, has to do that. And I think it's especially important for, for younger people. And parents we are the ones with, until they, you know, up until their child is home, 
the parent essentially needs to understand, parents out there, that you you need to make this time because it's up to you. Because sure, your kid could be just acting. And if you do that, your kid will burn out. And they will come yeah. to you one day and say, I don't want to do this anymore, which could, I mean, I'm not saying that could happen outside of this, but this is more likely to happen if you don't give them some balance in their life, fun outside of acting. And also, um, a, one more point is kids that are on set a lot, that let's say they're on set every other week or they're on set for two weeks and then they're off and then they're on again. Um, one thing a couple of people I know do is they block time. Um, I don't know if you also do this, but they block vacation time. Um, mm-hmm. where they can't get auditions, they can't have auditions coming in during that week. So they let their agent and their managers know, um, you know, this particular week or, you know, or these weeks, we, we need family time. And then they, they, they don't submit them to the submission service for auditions during, during those time periods. I think that's brilliant. We, we didn't really do that. Um, just because of the structure of our lives and the way things went, but but uh-huh. it speaks to something I really believe in, which is that you know ultimately you need to be very um, thoughtful around helping your child have an identity outside of the industry. Because if your child is entirely identified with this is who I am in the world, I am an actor, my value rests on you know my success in this area. They're in trouble. They, 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 I don't, I don't think anybody can really win at that game. And, and it's much healthier for a human, um, especially a young human who, who has fewer resources, to, to know that their identity is rooted in something that transcends all that. You know, their families, for example, or you know, mm-hmm. their faith, or whatever. Something that, something that can't be taken away from them. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they can't be taken away from them. That's, that's, that's a really important point there to make, you know, that they have so many other things that are wonderful about them and that their identity is not only caught up in, on an actor. And yeah, this is that, who I am. This is part of who I am. It's their, it's almost like it's their job. It's not who they are. So mm-hmm. I know they're passionate about it, but it's not actually the embodiment of them. Yeah, we're and getting, I think we're actually, getting really deep here. <laughs> great. I love this. This is so fun. This, this is so perfect because this actually takes us straight into the conversation I want to go into next, which is about rejection. Because, like, mm-hmm. here's the thing. You know, if, if, you know, rejection, people, you know, you can call it rejection if you don't get an audition that doesn't go your way. I mean, the odds are you're not going to. So it's really just part of the process. Mm-hmm. But but if you if you feel that, you know, who you are is, an actor or whatever then you're gonna take it personally but if it's like no this is not who I am this is what I do and yes I'm passionate about it I love it then it's not so personal you know um so rejection being you know an absolutely inevitable part of being an actor part of life really how do you help your kid deal with all those no's along the journey how do you guys approach that well, first of all, it's a little bit about what you touched upon. And I think the conversation that has to be had, even with younger kids, is how to not take it personally. Um, and that, that conversation needs to happen early on. And um, there's a, a post on, on my blog about cinnamon or nutmeg. And what that's about is you can go, your child can go in there and give the best performance of their life and, and have a great audition. But at the end of the day, they may, may not be chosen because they have, you know, blonde hair or slightly different colored blonde hair than the other child that does get chosen or could be eye color. 
cinnamon yeah. or nutmeg. It's, so it's, it's like, like you want the cinnamon spice or the nutmeg. Pass the cinnamon or pass the nutmeg. <laughs> and yep. so it's it is tricky to explain to younger kids that, but I think once you sort of start to break it down to them, and if you talk to them more than once, they are, start to understand. My job is just to go in there and give it my best. And give them what I learned and, and be real and give it my best. And then I come out of there and I'm done. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to release it. That's part of it, the release of the audition. But mm-hmm. really at the end of the day, you, yourself, and the child, your child cannot take it personally. Because a lot of times it's just what they're looking for. And it may have nothing to do with you or your child. Um, yeah, no, it, it generally doesn't. It, it's crazy to me. I see sometimes parents who seem to take it more personally than their kids do. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, a mom was asking um, somebody, um, did my child get the role? Um, and I had not seen that before. That was a first. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, I wanted to talk to that person towards, <laughs> but I, you know, I bite my tongue a lot, and that's why I like outlets like this where you and I get to talk, and they have blogs and places we can help people. Because um, in a lobby or at an audition, most times I can say absolutely nothing to help anybody. Oh no, yeah, you can't <laughs> ever, ever. I can't say <laughs> anything. <laughs> Um, so, so speaking of auditions, um, you, you know, it, it comes as a huge surprise to a lot of people that, that the primary work of an actor is actually auditioning. It's not actually acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most actors, yes. that's what they're doing. They're auditioning. That's the work. And it's really actually work. So the thing is, if you're not good at auditions, you're never going to get the chance to work as an actor. The audition thing turns out to be really critical. Do you have some pointers for young actors when they're in the audition room? Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of my information that I'll tell you here, uh, some of the pointers for your child in an audition come from lots of workshops with casting directors and mm-hmm. hearing a lot of the same tips over and over and over again. And when you hear it from 10, 15 casting directors verbally out loud to you, to, I mean, to me, and when you hear, when you read blogs and it's the same thing, then I, then I start to take it to heart because I know there, there's commonalities mm-hmm. amongst what they're looking for. So mm-hmm. the first one is how you enter and exit an audition room, your, fir- your first moment and your last moment. Um, a lot of time needs to be spent on that, and that can be done in your, in your child's classes. But essentially what they're looking for is your child should be walking in with confidence. So their eyes should be up. They should have. They should not, you know, have their shoulders down. They should be standing up straight, walking with a, with a, you know, just a look of confidence. Um, the next one is um, not only for the younger kids, but even into the teens. I think they see this is when you when you come in and you stand on your mark, essentially, um, which is for those of you who don't know, it's usually a marked spot on the ground. Or if they don't have a mark, they'll kind of direct you, your child where to stand. Your child cannot be swaying, moving their arms. Um, what else have you seen? Uh, moving, like, sort of moving their head. They have to. They kind of have to be still. And there's a lot of kids I've noticed that kind of move an arm or a leg 
uh, just maybe out of nervousness or they don't even realize they're doing it. There's a um, lot of nervousness. And I'm actually a big fan of, of like when you do taped auditions, having your kids look at themselves on the tape so they can say, oh, what am I doing with my foot there? You know, <laughs> I'm actually swaying back and forth all the time, aren't I? Because if they can see it, yeah. then they can do something about it. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, it's it, it, that kind of thing is already, if they're doing that, that's already kind of going to hurt them because that's going to make the person in the camera pretty dizzy, I, I expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually something that, that unfortunately, um, they can't probably easily direct or take away. It's something that means you're not ready, your child's not ready, because they would then have to take extra time on a set to tell your child probably more than once, like, don't move your arm like that. Yep. Yep. So um, that's definitely something to work on at home. Like you said, mirror work is good too. Just standing in front of a mirror and looking at yourself in a mirror is another good way to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. Another one, of course, is the eyes. Um, Focusing on what you're supposed to be focusing on. Uh, Again, this comes with practice and time in classes and, and, and showcases and workshops. Your your eyes need to be where they're your child's eyes need to be where they're supposed to be. So for commercial auditions, it's usually into the camera, and then mm-hmm. of course if it's TV or film, their eyes are usually on the reader. Um, yeah. Is that your experience as well? That's been our experience. Yeah, I mean basically just be prepared. You know, have your child be prepared when they go into the room um, with the casting director and the assistant, and you know you're not there. You're on side. You can't yeah. see what they're doing. But have them be prepared to literally just follow instructions, you know, and generally it will be either eyes on the reader or eyes on the camera and, and not assume it's going to be one or the other. And, and, and if they don't tell you, ask. It's okay to ask questions. I think that's a big one. Asking is a big one if you have a question. And you just said being prepared and you reminded me of that post I did a couple weeks ago, which is the number one. I, I should have said this one first. <laughs> so I'm making this one first. <laughs> Which is the number one thing, believe it or not, that kids do not do when they go into an audition room is they are not prepared. And oh, what that means is they don't even know, they, they have not practiced their size at all. They, they, they literally bury their head in the copy. They, they put mm-hmm. their head into the, they look down the whole time and they, they don't do cold reading correctly. But even with that, they have obviously not practiced. And, you know, we've, we've been taught by a good academy and they, they, they've taught Chloe, you know, to, if you get your sides the night before, I, I realize some parents think that's not a lot of time, but that is the expected, they're still expected to know it, even if it's the night before. Yeah, I mean, frankly, most auditions, you get about 24 hours notice. Sometimes you get less right. than that. And, mm-hmm. you know, understand that your kid's going in against kids who've had just the same amount of notice as you've had, and most of them will have memorized their sides. Now, sometimes that's not possible, but... You know, they, they should be very, very familiar so that they're largely off the page. Because they're competing That's with people right. You know? Yeah, um, and if they're not, they're going to be, I mean, if they walk in and they don't know it, it's already, you know, they're already going to be kind of um, flagged as a no. So. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're just stacking the cards against themselves. And it's, it's, there's a lot of kids who are fighting to get into that room. And, if, you know, your kid can become known as somebody who never prepares after a little while, they, they may not even be asking to the room. Um, that's, that's a real thing because it's a bit disrespectful to the casting director who's, you know, trying to find somebody. <laughs> They're looking and I, for people who want it. 
I'm going to say this, this particular topic we're talking about right now, I feel like the reason this one is, you know, we're talking about this, this topic a lot more, and I have two more things to say on this one, is because mm-hmm. the audition is everything. The audition is, the, yeah. is, is it's all about the audition, and so this should be the longest topic. And yeah. the audition is what your kid is in classes for. Every single class that your kid is in is working towards helping them with their auditions. Yeah. There's a reason that there are whole classes on auditions, whole workshops on auditions. Because unless you can nail the audition, you're literally never, never going to get any further than an audition. You, you won't be <laughs> on a set. Not going to happen. So you need to get good at it. And yeah. it really is a different skill set. It's a distinct skill set. True. Um, so the other, the other things that um, are big that have come out of workshops and various are no fake gestures. Mm-hmm. Um. So what, what they've been saying is if you would not do a gesture in your normal life, like when you're just talking to somebody, then don't do it. So don't just put your finger up at your cheek um, to just do that because you think it's supposed to be there. Um, so if you see your kid doing a gesture that's not a real thing that they would do normally, just ask them, would you normally do that? Is that something you normally do? And if they say no, then Yeah. <laughs> Then, that's good. That's really good so because good. I think sometimes kids have a feeling that they, they need to be very theatrical, uh, which is Correct. exactly not the case when they're auditioning for something that's going to be on camera like TV or film. Yes. And then the last one that I had written down is, um, and this is a big topic for maybe another podcast, which is risk, which is risk taking. And, mm-hmm. You know, to tell you the truth, I haven't 100% figured this one out myself because Robin Williams stood on his head uh, for the role of Mork and Mindy, and he was—he just totally and utterly, completely stood out from everybody they had seen that day, and he obviously went into the part um, right away, and he just floored them. Obviously, the rest of his acting was good, too, but he took a chance with something, and I think what I, from what my understanding is, yes, definitely take risks here and there within the context of of the character that you're playing. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is okay to take some risks to have your child take some risks because casting directors might see a hundred people in a day and they all are starting to look the same. And then in walks your child, and as long as it's still organic and real. Um, Within, and within the context of the character, it is okay to maybe, for example, um, sit a little differently or sit on, uh, you know, position yourself a little dif- differently, something like that that might make you stand out a little bit. Do you agree with that on this taking I a flight of in context? Actually, to me, I think that's one of the biggest secrets to a good audition. I think you really, you nailed it. I mean, you, you've gotten, you've shared so many good tips for auditioning well, but this one I think is huge. Uh, I think it's really easy when, you know, your child gets some sides for them to look at the sides and, and get a sense of what they think the casting director is looking for and then play to that, you know, play to their idea of what is wanted. But the problem is with that strategy, everybody else is doing the same thing and they are all going to look the same and they are all going to hit the same notes and, and your kid's not going to stand out if they're just like sort of fitting themselves into the mold of what they believe is expected of them. And, and interestingly, um, that's exactly when, when Dove got the role that turned into Living Maddie. She, she looked at the side. She's like, I know what I think they want, and I'm not doing that. I'm going to do it my way. And, and there's are, you, really are you kidding me that. for real? I, just, I no, literally no. just got the chills on my arm. 
No, literally. So what happened was, she, I, I love this story, actually, because I think this is, this is a wonderful story that illustrates so many things that make sense for, like, longevity okay. for an actor of any age. Because if you go into a room and you're giving them what you think they want and you get it, well, then guess what? Congratulations. You've just signed on for, you know, some sort of big project, maybe for years, doing something that isn't necessarily even authentic to you. And so mm. it's never going to ring true and it's never going to feel great. Whereas if you go in, you do it like really, really no kidding, your way, it rings true for you. Not only are you likely to turn out a much more standout audition that's going to be something that they all look at and think about and pay attention to, mm-hmm. your odds have just gone up of getting the role. But if you get it, you win too, because then it's something that you feel happy doing what's <laughs> a character that you feel happy that is playing. such an you... interesting that is an interesting and you know that's very interesting I never even thought about it like that but I, I get it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. So that's, that's actually what she did she went and she said she said to me literally as she, we were in the, in the waiting room and she's about to be called and she's like look I know it I think they want me to I think I know what they want me to do I'm not going to do it I'm going to do it my way and if they cast me great then I'm doing it my way and if they don't great because I don't want to do it <laughs> and it, I just thought that's a really love that love it and guess what it all and it all worked out it I, paid I, and it paid off for her it did it paid off like crazy and I I really have thought about <laughs> that many many times since and I just think this is this is a good thing so I mean, I can, I can, um, I mean, I, I obviously Chloe is not where Dove is right now, but I can tell you from her workshop, workshop experience, um, which she does monthly workshops through her um, academy here in Las Vegas, which is Hollywood Access Inc. is the academy she goes to here in Las Vegas. And they, they run workshops once a month with casting directors from LA. The casting directors actually come to Las Vegas to see this group of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with the training that this academy provides and also the, um, the caliber that they expect of the kids and how they train the kids. Um, and that's, that's why they're, they're doing these workshops. What I was going to say is the one, we do get some feedback from the workshop and directly from the casting directors in the, in the moment, like right after they do what they do. And the ones I would say the five or six ones where she just blew it out of the water and totally stood out. She took a chance. And yep. for example, you know, she had a monologue one time and she, there was something about a soprano voice in there. And instead of just saying, I also enjoy soprano, blah, 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 she sang it. She sang <laughs> that part in, a, in, an, in an operatic soprano voice. Nobody told <laughs> me to do that. Fabulous. No. She just felt like that was what she was supposed to do in that moment and stood out. So... Well, and what- once your kid gets the role, you know, it's that kind of thing that's going to help them make an amazing performance that's memorable, which will help them build their career. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it really does exactly. also, you know, audition. It's funny that we ended up talking so much about auditions. Um, and I know neither of us expected to, but it's so important. It is. Okay. It is. And I know a lot of parents are, are you know, they, their kids keep going to them and keep going to them and keep going to them and they want more help with it and they want more ideas on ways to break out of the, maybe the, what feels like to just keep doing it. What can I, what can we start to do a little differently? So those are some things to consider. Absolutely. Well, Jennifer, this has been so fun. I have really, really enjoyed talking to you. I, me um, too. I, I don't want to. I don't want to end. <laughs> I keep going. I know. I, I was looking at the clock, going, 
man, we are up against the wall here. <laughs> I know. I know. I see what time it is. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we'll schedule another one of these. We'll cover some other subjects next time. Okay. That sounds good fun. to me. Okay. I would love that. So everybody listening should drop what they're doing and go to their computers right now and subscribe to Jennifer's blog. It's a fantastic blog. It is filled with great ideas, really helpful stuff for parents of young actors and probably young actors themselves. Um, you know, you can you can read that and get direct ideas. It's not just for parents. And her blog is uh, raisingachildactor.com. She's got great resources there and tips for parents of young actors. Also, um, you're active on Twitter at Raising an Actor. Is that correct? Yes, the uh, handle is at Raising an Actor. So definitely... Um, Follow me on Twitter, and also, if any of you have questions or want to be in contact with me, you can in, you can uh, private message me on Twitter as well. Great. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you, Bonnie. It was really fun, and I look forward to doing this again for sure. <laughs> me too. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this podcast today. For a limited time, I'm offering my two online workshops preparing your child for Hollywood, and the more advanced, helping your child succeed in Hollywood at a low introductory price. These workshops are invaluable resources for parents of young actors, whether you're actually aiming for Hollywood or just thinking about it. You can find them on the workshops page of my website, hollywoodparentsguide.com, or just go to hollywoodparentsguide.com forward slash workshop. These low introductory prices are subject to change without notice, of course, so catch them now before they go up. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Bonnie Wallace of the Hollywood Parents Guide. Until next time, keep following your dreams.